Hey there guys, so this is another bonus episode. I'm doing an audio narration of Ransom's latest post on the site, which is titled, Want to be more creative, productive, and healthy? Take regular breaks. It's a blog post about taking breaks, and I thought uh, I would do an audio narration of it because it's just another place to get content out. I know some of you guys like to read the blog posts, but a lot of you guys also like to listen to the podcasts, and I thought, well, why not start having uh, each of the articles come along with a audio narration version of it? So, this is a bit of an experiment. I did do a previous audio narration of a blog post. It was my ultimate guide to budgeting as a student. Uh, and people seem to like that one. And I put it as a bonus episode in the feed. So I'm trying it again with this one. And if it does well, I may start doing audio narrations for all of the blog posts going forward as long as uh, the blog post merits narration. If it's like a how-to article with steps, then I'm probably not going to narrate that one. But I think this one would benefit from a narration. So hopefully you enjoy it. If you would like to read the article, and I definitely think you should, there's lots of links to extra resources and cool other articles on the site. You can go over to collegeinfogeek.com slash breaks, but I'm going to also read it for you right here. And by the way, this was written by Ransom. If you want to follow him, he is on Twitter at Ransom Patterson, and he is writing excellent stuff on the site. So definitely follow him if you want somebody cool to follow. So here is the article. I've been writing articles here at College Info Geek now for over a year. Now, when you write enough articles for the same site, you begin to notice themes in your writing. One of the recurring themes in my writing I recently realized is the importance of taking breaks. Anytime I write about how to write essays or really anything related to studying, I always mention the importance of stepping away from your work regularly. Come to think of it, taking breaks is a frequent theme in Thomas's videos as well. For instance, his video on dealing with student burnout mentions the importance of resting your brain as a way to combat and recover from an overloaded schedule. Since taking breaks is such an important topic here at College Info Geek, whether we consciously knew it or not, we decided the topic was worthy of its own post. No matter your major, I guarantee you could stand to take a break from work more often. So, come along with me as I explore why taking breaks is so important, as well as how you can start adding more into your schedule today. And, as a bonus, this post might even save your life. Seriously. The Benefits of Taking Breaks In Dialogues, Seneca says, quote, It does good also to take walks out of doors, that our spirits may be raised and refreshed by the open air and fresh breeze. Breaks are awesome. They may seem like nothing exciting, just the in-between periods where not much is happening, but they're actually amazing. This amazingness comes from the benefits breaks bestow. Broadly speaking, these benefits fall into two categories, physical and creative. Let's explore each in detail, starting with physical benefits. So here's the thing. You are not a robot. I know it might be a disappointment, and perhaps one day soon we'll all be tireless superhuman cyborgs, but until the singularity dawns, we're limited by the dictates of our biology. And our biology did not evolve to sit at a desk typing all day. As Yuval Noah Harari puts it in Sapiens, A Brief History of Mankind, quote, 30,000 years ago, a forager might leave camp with their companions at, say, 8 in the morning. They'd roam the nearby forests and meadows, gathering mushrooms, taking up edible roots, catching frogs, and occasionally running away from tigers. By early afternoon, they were back at the camp to make lunch. That left them plenty of time to gossip, tell stories, play with children, and just hang out. This is the life that we evolved to live, even if the way we live now is a far cry from it. The salient point from the above quote is that people were meant to move. Sitting in one spot staring at a glowing screen is not moving. And no, typing doesn't count. So what are we supposed to do? Well, I can't responsibly tell you to drop out of college and go roam the forests. And it really doesn't have to be anything that dramatic. All you need is to take more breaks. Your body will thank you. 
If you need any more justification, sitting down constantly isn't just unnatural, it can even be deadly. As an activity researcher, yes, that's an actual field of research, Mark Hamilton explained in a New York Times Magazine interview where he says, quote, This is your body on chairs. Electrical activity in the muscles drops. The muscles go silent as those of a dead horse, Hamilton says, leading to a cascade of harmful metabolic effects. Your calorie burning rate immediately plunges to about one per minute, a third of what it would be if you got up and walked. Insulin effectiveness drops within a single day, and the risk of developing type 2 diabetes rises. So too does the risk of being obese. Obviously, it's a vast oversimplification to say that constantly sitting will shorten your life in and of itself. Life expectancy is a complex thing that we still don't fully understand, but the case against constantly sitting is strong. So, by consequence, is the case for standing up and taking a break. The benefits of taking regular breaks aren't just physical, though. Taking regular breaks is also crucial for peak creativity. Now, you may be thinking, studying isn't creative, it's just memorizing stuff so I can regurgitate it back on an exam. If that's how you approach studying, well, you're doing it wrong, and you're also neglecting the many study activities that are, in fact, creative. Anytime you write an essay, that's a creative act. Type up a lab report? Creative act. Come up with an elegant solution to a mathematical proof? Creative once again. Even if you think your major isn't a creative one, creative thinking is one of the keys to high performance. If you want to get an A, you need to be doing exceptional work. Exceptional work comes through a strong work ethic mixed with maximum creativity. Anyway, how exactly does taking breaks boost your creativity? Well, once again, it goes back to human biology. As Nat Eliasson discusses in his article on how he organizes his days, our mental alertness tends to ebb and flow in 90-minute cycles. Pushing past 90 minutes, in other words, as well as working too much in general, is harmful to the quality of your creative output. Incidentally, this is also another reason why it's best to break large writing assignments and other projects over several days. Your ability to apply creative thinking to the project improves. So now that we've established a strong case for the importance of taking regular breaks, let's dig a little bit deeper into what that looks like on a day-to-day -day and year-to-year -year basis. To me, there are actually two broad categories of breaks that you can take from work. You've got macro breaks and micro breaks. So what do these terms mean? Well, I'm going to cover each in turn, starting with macro breaks. Now, these are the sort of breaks we're most familiar with. Short, frequent examples include things like the weekend and public holidays. Longer, less frequent examples are things like summer vacation and winter break. Macro breaks provide an important mental reset. This type of break allows you to do something besides work, refreshing your mind and rejuvenating your creativity and maybe even letting you catch up on some sleep. Now, I won't say much more about these except for that you should try to keep the separation between them and work as strong as possible. Otherwise, you're really missing out on the benefits. And then we have micro breaks, which are less familiar and I'll also argue less well understood. Now, these range from taking a five minute break every 25 minutes while working, a la the Pomodoro technique and its many variants, to breaking your workday into multiple chunks of several hours with longer breaks in between. The siesta that is traditional in many countries around the world is a prime example of one of these longer, but still micro, breaks. Personally, I think we suck at micro breaks. We don't take enough of them, and when we do take them, we spend them doing things that are unhelpful or even detrimental. How many times has the following happened to you? At 8 p.m., you think, I've been studying really hard today. I'll just take a five-minute break to check Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. And then at 8.15, oh man, look how the time flies. Just, just one more BuzzFeed article. And then 10 p.m. rolls around. Well, crap, I still have five pages to write. Oh well, at least I'm up on the latest Kardashian gossip. Checking social media is not taking a break. You're just wasting time and eroding your ability to focus even further, not to mention teetering on the brink of the vacuous wormhole that is most of the internet. 
When I talk about taking a break, here's what I actually mean. A five to 10 minute stretch away from screens and keyboards that gets your body moving and resets your focus, and bonus points if it also involves going outside. Notice that that definition is still pretty vague. It's purposely so. It doesn't matter too much what you do, so long as it fits the above definition. If you're still not sure what you should do within that definition, then stick around to the end of this recording for some practical tips. But before I get to the tactical side of taking breaks, I want to address some common excuses for not taking breaks from your work. Hopefully you've already been convinced that taking breaks is valuable, but in the moment it's still easy to keep trudging through work because of the little lies that we all tell ourselves. Now, don't think I'm being all high and mighty here. I've used all of these myself, including I don't have enough time. And it's really easy to fall into this mental trap when you're up against a deadline for an assignment. Our natural impulse is to quote unquote, make every second count. But as I discussed above, this thinking is out of line with our natural biological rhythms. Every second doesn't count equally when our energy ebbs and flows. By taking the time for a break, you're actually getting more time back in the long run since the time you do spend working will have higher quality output. Another excuse is, quote, taking breaks disrupts my focus. Now, this is a legitimate concern. If you take breaks too frequently, then they can, in fact, disrupt your focus and attention. A timer dinging every five minutes prevents you from getting into the all-important flow state so essential for high-quality work. You have to experiment to get the break interval right. Personally, I take five-minute breaks every 30 minutes over the course of a two- to three-hour work session. But even then, that varies depending on how much energy I have, how much sleep I got the night before, and the kind of work I'm doing. Some tasks require more focus than others, and I can easily focus on writing an article like this, but if I'm, say, practicing my Spanish or working on a website, I found that the amount of time I can focus changes, and I adjust the length of my breaks accordingly. Now, a third common excuse is, I read that, insert name of famous slash influential slash wealthy person here, works all day without stopping. I have to do the exact same thing if I want to keep up. You gotta hustle. First off, no, they probably don't, at least not all the time. People's accounts of themselves are notoriously inconsistent with reality especially if someone is being interviewed for a big publication, of course, they want to make themselves look like they work hard. Second, just because they do it doesn't mean that doing it will make you as successful as they are. This is what's known as the narrative fallacy. And side note here, if you're curious about the narrative fallacy, Ransom does have a link in the article, so check out the article and click the link if you want to learn a little bit more. So back to the article here. The best way to stand out is to do really good work, and the best way to do that is to work smarter, not harder. Running yourself into the ground will just burn you out. So, don't let those excuses stand in your way. You're smarter than that. All right, so now that I've converted you to the break-taking camp, there are still a few details left to sort out. Because if you're not in the habit of taking regular, proper breaks, it can take some practice to build that habit. So the following five tips will help you to remember to take breaks and extract the maximum value from them. And the first tip is to do something physical. Now, this could be something as simple as taking a walk or standing up and stretching. Now, if you've already listened to the podcast episode about how exercise improves your brain, however, you'll know that simple movement isn't enough. You do need to get your heart rate elevated for peak mental performance. That's why when I'm on my breaks, I try to do something that gets the blood pumping. I alternate between jumping jacks, and you might want to avoid these if you live in a dorm with people below you, push-ups, bodyweight squats, and chair dips, and only do this if your chair is sturdy. Tip number two is to get a change of scene. Staying cooped up in the same room or hunched over at the same library tables for hours can get oppressive. In addition to the above aerobic exercises, I like to use my breaks to take a short walk outside, weather permitting. The fresh air will clear your head, and the walk will help you work through any tricky parts of your assignments. And you'll be in great historical company too, as the New Yorker article Why Walking Helps Us explains, and you can check that out in the article as well. 
Tip number three is to do something mentally stimulating. The famed physicist Richard Feynman played the bongos when he was stuck on a difficult problem. Sherlock Holmes played the violin when he was stuck on a difficult case, and both of these examples testify to the value of mentally stimulating activities as a way of restoring our minds between work sessions. Now, for your own breaks, there are hundreds of possibilities. All that really matters is that whatever you do is unrelated from your work. For me, it's often something like messing around with the piano or practicing different kinds of knots. For you, it might be sketching or solving a Rubik's Cube or doing a handstand. Just give your mind something else to do that also engages your body. Tip number four is to use the right apps, but only if they help. All you really need to remind yourself to take breaks is a clock and maybe a kitchen timer, but I found that the right apps can be useful as well. Personally, I've tried a few different apps such as the Take a Break extension for Chrome and the iLeo desktop app for Windows. These apps worked okay, but what's really worked well for me is the Stand Up app, which is only on the iPhone at the moment. Stand Up allows me to define how often I want to take breaks, what times and days of the week I want reminders, and even lets me receive reminders based on my location so it doesn't bug me while I'm in a meeting with my professor, for instance. And I have it set to make the loudest, most obnoxious sound possible so that even if I have headphones on, I can't help but hear it. Now you could also use a Pomodoro style app or a website such as Pomo To Do or Tomato Timer for the same purpose. Just make sure to use the built-in breaks to get up and move around. And tip number five here is to make it a habit. Like anything you want to do regularly, you need to make taking regular breaks a habit. The ultimate purpose of any app or method you use is just to help turn taking breaks into something you do automatically. As the author Charles Duhigg outlines in The Power of Habit, every habit has three parts. The cue, the routine, and the reward. These make up what Duhigg calls the habit loop. Forming or changing habits is just about manipulating these three parts. In the case of taking a break, the cue is probably going to be some sort of timer going off. It could be a sound or just a window that pops up on your screen. In my case, finding the right cue turned out to be more important than I would have imagined. It wasn't until I found an app with a sufficiently urgent cue that I started getting out of my chair when I got the notification. So you should experiment with the kind of cue that feels best for you. The routine in this case is what much of the preceding two sections already covered. It's what you actually do as part of the habit. You don't have to worry too much about this, just make sure the routine isn't something detrimental like visiting a distracting website or going to the fridge for an unhealthy snack. And the reward is a bit harder to quantify, which is one of the reasons this habit can be tricky to build. Theoretically, the reward is a higher overall quality of health and work, but day to day those are difficult things to notice. This is why, particularly when you're first starting to build the habit, I recommend that you do something fun on your break. Activities like doing handstands or playing the violin while on your break thus take on an additional value. They make the break something you look forward to. If you know that you're going to do something fun on your break, you'll practically leap out of your chair. Again, just make sure you don't use a destructive word such as the shallow pleasure of eating junk food or reading celebrity gossip. When you apply the principles of habit formation to taking regular breaks, you're much more likely to turn it from something that would be nice to do someday to something that you do every day without even thinking. So in conclusion, when it comes to your energy and your attention and your focus, some people may say meditation is the new superpower, but I think taking regular breaks deserves just as much attention. It's a highly underrated part of optimal mental performance that can transform the way you work and study. My hope is that you're now convinced of the awesomeness of breaks and that you'll make them as much of a part of your studying as coffee or your favorite playlist. So that does it for this article. Once again, if you want to dig into the actual text and click on any of the cool links that lead to extra resources, you can go over to collegeinfogeek.com breaks. And there at the bottom of the article, you'll also find a link to the College Info Geek community where you can discuss this article with other people who have read it or listened to this particular narration. 
Also, if you're feeling generous and you have a couple of minutes and you want to help the show out, you can leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every rating and review and also subscription, if you're not subscribed already, helps bump the show up the rankings, shows it to other students, and gets it out to more people in the world. So if you enjoy the show, these narrations, or the uh, normal episodes, then you can let me know by leaving a rating and review. And I would also be curious to hear what you guys think about the audio narrations. Is this something that you guys enjoy? Is it something I should be adding to every blog post going forward? I would love to hear your thoughts in the Reddit post for this article. So thank you so much for listening. I will see you in the next podcast episode. And until then, stay cute.